The views and opinions expressed on Unlock Your Wealth Radio are those of the host, guests, and callers only and are not necessarily the views of Unlock Your Wealth Radio, Heather Wagonhalls, or Success Publishing International. More willpower than a barefoot woman at a shoe sale. Able to stretch a single paycheck for an entire month. Makes money concepts easier than third grade math. Introducing your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhalls. Work all day, stress all night. Take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Money don't matter for the stuff it bought. It's the way you think, not what you got, yeah. Unlock your wealth radio starts now. Get your money mind right. Today's show is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for stopping by, everyone. We are so glad to have you. I'm Heather Wagonhalls, flanked by my producer extraordinaire, Michael Terry. I'm here. And we will help you get your money mind right on today's show with the following great features. And I love this, the fact that I just learned that this stool is adjustable. Oh, my God. That's so funny. It's just been killing my legs. I'm like, oh, my God. Then I make me slouch. You should have said something. Well, I had no idea. I just thought it was a stool, and that's where it was. So. I mean, my job is to make you happy. (laughs) Well, I had no idea. I had no idea. You need more than midgets working for you. Yeah. You got to get some more tall people in here so everybody wants the stool high. (laughs) Because somebody's going to try to ha- jump up on this and they're going to fall off. It could be like, yeah. oh, Probably who somebody, has this? Somebody today. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. I'll put it back when I'm done. No, no. As always, uh, today's key is uh, forget the perfection principle. So we are clipping through these keys. We're on numero once. That's 11 for those of you in English. Moolah word of the day has to do with managing money. Uh, Minutes on Your Money also is about your money management skills and six ways you can develop them. Trivia question is Remember Real Estate. We always do a key behind for our trivia question where you can win free prizes and uh, free great prizes, I might add. And today's guest is Lori Itkin. I'm so excited. We will also talk about your money, your credit, and how to get ahead in any economy. We will also show you how to manage your money easier. Saving time, reducing stress, and using the all by using these proven techniques, I might add, for you to create unlimited wealth and happiness. You know what I think of? You know when I stretch out my arms? Did you ever see Fletch Lives? No. Okay, so in Fletch Lives, it's the sequel to the Fletch movie uh, with Chevy Chase, and it's so funny because he inherits a relatives of his plantation and uh like this one section they're out there on the back porch and all of a sudden they break into that zippity doo da zippity a song and then it becomes like everybody that works on the plantation is like out there now and it's like a musical and everybody's singing and dancing and they even have the cartoon bird that comes up to him as he's singing and stuff and it's the, pretty cool mr bluebird on your yeah. shoulder mr bluebird i don't even know how that song goes but yeah i know the bare necessities now i can sing those songs from the jungle book you know yeah look for the bare necessities the bare necessities like how does the rest of it go the, the 
Yeah, there we go. <laughs> I like that big bassy voice. That's good. Okay, well, for your bare necessities, Insiders Club members are automatically entered in weekly giveaways. However, if you are not a member and would like to compete for great money management tools, all you have to do is answer today's trivia question correctly. And this week's trivia question is... Based on last week's key, we talked about how to tell if you are ready for home ownership or real estate investment, and we were using a ratio, and it had a front end and a back end. What did we call the front end of the ratio? And remember, it's the smaller one from the back end. Do we recall, Miguel? No? All right. Well, hopefully you know the answer. And if you do, you can call in, chat in, or email in to win. If you call in, it's one eight six six nine six six ninety four twenty. If you want to chat in, listening live, hi, I'm here. Come visit. Or you can listen from a download podcast, iTunes, what have you. We're everywhere. And if you are listening in that format, you can email in to win trivia at uywradio.com. And if you have no idea what the answer is, everyone can still walk away a winner. For you listeners of Unlock Your Wealth Radio and our Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation, Audible is offering a free audiobook download and 30-day trial to give you the opportunity to check out their service. If you go to the website, you can do it right now. Everybody, run. But, but do it in an orderly fashion. No pushing or shoving, please. So we talked about minutes on your money being uh, building your money management muscles. How would you like to develop your money management muscles in six steps? Would that be good for you? Sure. Okay. Uh, So learning how to develop money management skills can be as simple as developing discipline and following these six necessary steps. Its success is dependent on your desire to be financially responsible. And remember what responsible means is your ability to respond, response able. So it's... It's different than obligation, which most people feel an obligation. A responsibility is your ability to respond to, say, your obligations. Okay. So first, share the burden if you're married. Even if you have been assigned the obligation of paying bills, include your spouse in the process. By doing this, your spouse will be respectful towards the money management decisions you have established and will make sure to abide by them. The goal is to have both you and your partner working together within the boundaries of whatever budgetary requirements you have established together. Another valuable reason for doing this with them is, and it's not a nice one, but what if one of you is either incapacitated or eliminated? from the face of the planet. Mm -hmm. Knowing what is going on in your financial life is critical to your ability to manage money after a catastrophic event. Uh, Number two, remain transparent when developing financial management skills. This can be as simple as having an open book policy with your spouse so that he or she has access to bank accounts and any billing books you have established. This also helps when it comes to accountability. And I don't know if you remember, it's been quite a while, but remember we did that whole thing on financial infidelity? Yeah. So uh, when we think about financial transparency, 
this keeps those silly little secrets from festering and becoming a problem if we always know what the other is up to. And it's not about whether or not you have permission. Okay, so we want to we want to take that part off the table and say, well, I don't need to have, you know, somebody telling me what to do with my money. It's not about them telling you what to do with your money. It's letting them know what you're up to with your money so they can respond effectively. So here we go. Response ability. So this is critical because, you know, even in marriages where you have financially separate estates, you still are working together for common goals. Okay. So we have to keep that in mind when we talk about money management. And so if both people are playing in the game and both are transparent about what they're up to, your likelihood of success is that much greater. Three is establish a budget when managing your finances. This is a necessary step and a helpful tool for any person, family, or business. And now remember here with our brain-based financial literacy program, we actually break budgets and create healthy savings and spending plans instead. So if you think in terms of a savings and spending plan, it rains your Spending in and ensures that you are not being reckless, and it also allows you to make adjustments in the event of an emergency, a catastrophe, or a whoops, I just went a little overboard kind of thing. Everything should be included in your savings and spending plan, including mortgages, loans, utilities, and groceries. Uh, number four, assign your finances and don't leave a penny unassigned. You know, my dad used to have this little acrylic statue, and inside of it, it had a brand new uncirculated penny, and it taught, and it just said the power of a penny. And then he would tell you what that meant in his terms, and it talked about how powerful a penny can really be. So uh, establish a budget when managing your finances. This is a very necessary step and a helpful... Wait a minute, I just did that one. <laughs> oh. Okay, let's get back on number four, shall we? Assign all your finances and don't leave a penny unassigned. So money, monies that do not have a goal will be vulnerable to reckless spending and waste, even if this means including a dining fund so you can have meals out of the house. By doing this, you are controlling every penny, creating a savings account for every expense. The amount that each fund gets is up to you and your financial responsibilities, but the fact that you are accounting for everything is important. You know, we can go into a litany of cliches, a penny saved is a penny earned, all of that Mm -hmm. stuff. You know, but but I really like what my father had when it came to that whole power of a penny. You know, if if I told you uh, that if you started today with a penny and doubled your money every day, do you think you'd be a millionaire in 30 days? I would imagine you'd be a a millionaire, yeah. In 30 days. 30 days, really? Yeah. Take your penny and double it. Get a piece of paper and work it out tonight. Yeah, yeah. See what happens. I'm sure you're right. It it illustrates the power of compound interest for sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So uh, number five, include an allowance for you and your spouse. Allowances just aren't for kids. You and your spouse deserve to make personal choices that are not dictated. So assign a weekly allowance that fits in your savings and spending plan. So you each get your own chunk of discretionary money. And last but not least, and this is what we talked about a couple keys ago, understand how credit works. 
and how it can be beneficial when using credit cards to manage your income successfully. Credit cards do not have to drive you into debt. They can be useful if used to make monthly purchases, including groceries and gas. You can earn all kinds of rewards. The key is to pay them off at the end of the month to avoid interest and finance fees. That whole part of OPM, using other people's money, if you have to pay interest on the OPM, then you really haven't learned anything. You haven't mastered anything, and you've just created more burden for yourself instead of the value of OPM. So that is quintessential. We have Lori Itkin, Moolah Word of the Day, and our key syringes, Forget the Perfection Principle. Coming up, you are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt again like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on Fort Myers Beach Radio for your morning cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your maven of moolah, with your moolah word of the day. And it is a moolah phrase, money management. And money management specifically is the process of managing money, including investments, budgeting, banking, and that evil word, taxes. It is also called investment management, and one of the things that I learned a long time ago from Mr. Tommy Hopkins that was so great when I was in sales is, you know, you don't want people to buy things. You want people to own things. You don't want people to spend money. You want people to invest with you. So I like the whole investment management because you think every allocation could be considered an investment. So like when I 
when I buy uh, a new pair of footwear, that's uh, a, a capital expenditure because I need to have shoes to walk around when I go and do my presentations and things. I can think of when I go to the spa for a massage that I'm investing in my intellectual well-being by being able to relax. Absolutely. You know, so I like to think of my stuff now as investing. Can you write that off? <laughs> I wish. Let me know if your tax guy figures that out before I do. That would be fabulous. So that is the specific definition of money management. How we do it? Well, that's what we do. Here's the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. And we give you the brain-based financial literacy tools to manage your money better. Because it's simple money management for the way you think. And it's so cool how it works. Well, you're a regular listener, so you probably already know that. Duh. What am I thinking? So our guest today is Lori Itkin. She is our options lady. She is the founder of the options lady and Coastwise Capital Group. She is also the author of Every Woman Should Know Her Options, Invest Your Way to Financial Empowerment. In her book, she describes the steps she took to grow a $1,600 inheritance she received at 24 years old into a million-dollar portfolio before she turned 40. And she is here at the Unlock Your Wealth Radio Nation to share with us how she did it and how you can, too. Lori, welcome to Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We're so glad you wanted to become a part of our broadcast. Thank you, Heather, for having me. So good to be here. I am so excited because options was one of the first things that I learned once I became a trader. But a lot of people don't want to talk about options or they vilify or make them scary. And, oh, you need to, you need to be in a mutual fund and you need to build your wealth. Yeah, Michael is wagging his finger. <laughs> my, my producer and co-host, he's wagging his finger here. You know, so... Um, so what makes options so scary for folks? You know, Heather, there's a real misperception about options. When I mention the word, first of all, most people don't know what they are, but the people who do know what they are immediately get afraid, say they're very risky, or they have a story of a relative or friend who, or themselves who lost tons of money. But you know what? Um, as my colleague likes to say, um, you know, you can look at a knife as something that a robber can use to hurt you, but a knife can also be life-saving and life-saving in the hands of a surgeon. So it depends how you use options, what strategies you use, and there are risky strategies, and there are strategies that are more conservative than simply buying stock by itself. Yeah, I, I like that analogy of the surgeon and the robber. That's a, I, I haven't ever heard it put that way, but that makes so much sense, you know. And it's all in in it's not in the tool itself, you know. The fork doesn't make you fat; it's what you do with it. <laughs> <laughs> That's correct. That's absolutely right. And you know, you mentioned that uh, you know, it, it, and in fact, as a woman, you know, you were probably one of the few women who had been uh, exposed to options. Uh, what about twenty years ago, and yeah. maybe more than that. And um, you know, in, in in covered calls, which is one of the income generating strategies, they've been around forever. But it hasn't really been until about the last decade that retail investors 
could trade these types of options on their own. You know, you need all the competition and online trading platforms, um, all the education that's out there, free and paid on the Internet. It's allowing regular uh, Joes and Sues to be able to trade and invest and really manage their risk in the stock market. And that's why I really find options to be so powerful because they can be used to manage risk. So can you explain or give us a specific example of first what is an option and then how it can help us manage risk? Absolutely. So uh, an option is simply a, a derivative of a stock, but you can also trade options on exchange-traded funds or ETFs, which is uh, similar to a mutual fund with diversification, but it, it follows an index, so there are no uh, high expense ratios that you would get in many mutual funds. So basically, I think it's best to talk about a strategy. I like to use this um, example for women in particular. You know, Heather, if you um, are in Macy's and you see a pair of black stilettos, and you probably already have three pairs at home, right? But you Mm -hmm. see them, and they are $200. But you know Macy's always put stuff on sale, and you don't need them right away. What if Macy's said, come back a month from now, and if the shoes are marked down to $180, the 10% reduction, you can buy the shoes at 180. Oh, and by the way, today for your time, Heather, we're going to give you 10 bucks in cash so that you come back next month. That is selling a put option. That is buying shoes on sale and getting paid to wait to buy shoes on sale. You can get paid to wait to buy stock on sale. That is selling a put option. That's one of the um, strategies I explain in my book, Every Woman Should Know Her Options. And why would I care if you know they're still in season, but it's at the end of the season, I got the cool shoes, and you paid me to get them at a discount. Absolutely. I love Absolutely. it. And, and you know what? People are set on specific stocks. Oh, I, I really want to invest in Twitter or Facebook or Tesla. You know, Heather, we all know there are thousands of great companies out there. Um, There are thousands of combinations of exchange-traded funds out there. So what if you, you know, what what happens with selling a put option is that if the shoes don't go down to 180, they stay at 190, 195, 200, maybe they go up in value, you have no obligation to buy the shoes, but you kept that $10, that income. Okay, now if the shoes go below 180, that's your risk. Buy them um, and they're now worth 170. But had you paid, like a stock, had you paid $200 for the stock, you were going to buy the shoes in the first place. Right. You're better off. You're better off now that it's trading at 170 because you got the $10 premium. The person who just bought the stock outright paid 200 He's down $30, you're down $30, but you got $10 in income at the beginning of the transaction, which offsets some of your risk. Nice. That's awesome. That's a great example. So you mentioned, in addition to puts, you also mentioned to writing covered calls. So what's an example of writing a covered call? Okay. So, again, I love covered calls because... 
you can buy stock. Tell me the only way you make money when you buy a stock. What has to happen? Well, if you think of buying low and selling high, it's got to go up. Right. Unless it stays flat, but you're getting a dividend, you're getting some income. So why not have a strategy where you can make money if the stock goes up, the stock stays flat, where the stock goes down even a little bit. That's a covered call. You're renting out your stock. You you bought stock at 80 bucks a share. It's now trading at $100 a share. You could sell and take the gain, and if it's in a taxable account, you have to pay taxes. If it's in an IRA, you don't immediately. But you could agree to sell that stock sometime in the future for $205 and you would get an income payment in your account today by selling the call option. If the stock goes beyond 205, you have to sell it at 205. But if the stock goes from 200 to 201, 202, 203, guess what? You never have to sell the stock. The stock's gone up in value and you've generated income and you can do this every month. That's why I tell people, rent out your stock for income don't rent out real estate for income. It's a lot easier. <laughs> and no tenants or toilets. Yeah, there you go. You don't have to evict anybody or replace anything <laughs> at 2 in the morning. That's and when correct. you get that call, my basement's flooded and my toilet broke. Who's coming to help me? And what if the rent is late? With When you sell the call option, you get that, you know, the trading platform, you're getting money in your account for sure guaranteed today and you always know what you're going to get. I love it. That's great. Well, I can't wait to talk to you more about your book, Every Woman Should Know Her Options. You are listening to The Options Lady, Lori Itkin, on Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and we'll be right back with more after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. I'm Anna Wagonhall. Too much month left over at the end of the money? Tired of paying off debt like a slave? Then tune in to my one-minute update on the Jiggy Jaguar radio network for your cup of money motivation. And for more tips, visit crackingyourmoneycode.com. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback. And we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666.
Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall, and I am joined by the options lady, Lori Itkin, is with us. And before the break, we were explaining what options are. And in your book, Everyone, Every Woman Should Know Her Options, you talk about more than just investment strategy. Why is it important that women invest for themselves? Oh, it's so important, Heather. You know, I am amazed. Every year you see the statistics that show how much progress have women have made in terms of income generation. For instance, 40% of women now are either the primary or sole breadwinners in their households. That means that, you know, women with children, obviously there are single moms, divorced moms, never married moms, but what's fascinating now is just jump from 1960 to where we are today, and women, 26% of married couples has where the woman out-earns the man. That's amazing, and it's only going to get greater. So, Mm -hmm. what the gap is, I wrote this book to fill the gap. Women are increasingly the primary income generators in their families. However, lack of confidence and skills in knowing how to grow that money is very low. I mean, the lack of skill is very high and their knowledge is very low. So, what does this mean? This means that women have to get over the notion that if I just save my money and put it into a savings account or a money market account or a CD, I'll be fine. Absolutely not. If you don't take risk and investing, whether it's the stock market, real estate, whatever, you cannot grow your money. You will not grow your money leaving it in a savings account paying less than 1% or under your mattress. Yes, you are correct in that. And inflation, the real inflation, not what they're telling us, what the government is spewing at us, is more like 7 8% what we're riding at these days. And so every day, a dollar that sits in our mattress is worth less than it was yesterday. And how do we keep the value of our dollar? That's correct. So you and I know that. And when I tell women that by keeping their money in a so-called safe place, that they're actually losing money every month, um, they, 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 they can't get their hands around it. So what my book has done is I've taken it from the basics in terms of, you know, all you really need to know is eighth grade math. I explain compound interest. I explain, you know, I, I show you, I have a great example. Um, I have a whole chapter and it's called, She Did What With Her Bat Mitzvah Money? And it's fun. <laughs> Yeah, for, for all us listeners here who know what a, for those who don't know what a bat mitzvah is, it is um, a, a Jewish cultural event uh, where girls, typically the age of 12 or 13, and boys, usually 13, they, it signals their entrance into adulthood. And I tell you, some of these in, in affluent families, these kids can be getting gifts, you know, a thousand, five thousand, even ten thousand dollars. So here they are at 13 with all this money. So Becky, in my book, when she was 13, instead of spending or saving her money, she invested her money. And we chronicle this through the the great crash of 2008, the worst stock market crash since the Great Depression. She did better off over seven years investing in that time frame than her friend who put her money in a savings account. 
That's so awesome. if this doesn't show you, that's right, if this doesn't show you that even in the worst crash we've had in our generation, that we will still come out ahead in the stock market if we manage the risk, which you can do through options and other methods, why? Why would you keep your money in a savings account? Well, there's, it's, you know, it's that warm, fuzzy blanket of denial that it's truly a safe place. I mean, if people really knew what the banks were doing with their money, they would be like, well, why don't you even have my money in a bank? I should just be out investing it like they are. Because that's all they're doing. They're, they're taking our money and going and making more with it. Right. They're lending money. They're taking investment risk. We put our money in the banks, and they're lending it to homeowners, to businesses. Is that not investment risk? You got it. You got it. So what I try to do in the book is also give people tips on how to choose a financial advisor. What questions should you ask? And also, maybe it's right for you to manage your own money without a financial advisor. You have choices. You have options. But get educated and don't give me the excuses. You don't have enough time. Um, you won't understand it. Um, it makes you, it, you hate math. It's boring. I've heard them all before, and these are all obstacles that can be overcome. Well, yeah, they're easily overcome. And the reason, the reason we're not investing is precisely the reason why we're making those same excuses is because we're in fear of something, not being good enough, not being smart enough, or, you know, uh, seeing someone else taking risk and and losing keeps us from wanting to take risk because the only example we have of a risk taker is a loser risk taker. We have we don't have successful examples of risk takers around us. Well, I, I would hope I'm a successful uh, taker. You know, I started with a $1,600 inheritance when I was 24 for my grandmother. I bought 40 shares of Starbucks, and I built a million-dollar portfolio before I turned 40, all investing in the stock market. Yeah, that's that tremendous. And the other thing women in particular fail to do, because the studies show that men have more in the retirement accounts than women, I cannot tell you how many women have 401ks at work where the company matches it and they are not leveraging that match to double their money in one second with the match, nor are they maxing out their contribution. Why would you keep money to pay Uncle Sam, and especially state Uncle Sam Jr. in California, our state income tax rate is close oh, to 10%. State Sam, municipal Sam, there's so right. many Sams. <laughs> yeah, why would you not? Shield that from taxes today and let it grow without with deferred taxation compounding over the years. That's the number. That's the easiest thing you can do. Well, and especially for the person who's nervous about, oh, well, if I get a lot of money, then I'm going to frivol it away. Well, if you put, if you penalize yourself for touching it, that makes it even easier. So you can go and you can make all that money tax deferred or tax free, depending on how the money gets into the retirement account. Uh-huh. That's yeah. right. That's right. Like and, a Roth is tax-free. Exactly. And so, you know, you pay your taxes up front, although I figure that sometime but before I am right eligible to withdraw, that Uncle Sam's going to figure out a way to tax me. Because <laughs> uh, I got yeah. about like 25, 30 years before that's going to happen. So I just know that within that way, that's too long to let him let me have my money. He's going to figure why. out a way to come get more of it. That's why I always tell people if you can, you know, defer the money from tax, you know, now, you know, do it. Whatever you can do, you just take advantage of any vehicles 
where you're going to um, protect the money from taxation. Just do your best. We don't know what the future will bring. We just don't know. We don't, and that's that's the reason why we have to prepare today. And, you know, that's what I think that people don't realize when it comes to options, you know, especially if they're like, oh, my gosh, I totally don't have any money, I'm so broke or whatever. They can go and get a check today. They They make the money. It goes into the account. It settles in a few days, and they make money today if they sell an option. It's that That's simple. Right. You know, and That's so when right. people say, oh, like it takes money to make money and blah, 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 it doesn't. You know, because what's, right. what's the worst case scenario? You write a covered call, okay, and the market moves. So you have to go out and, and buy the stock to, to fill the order. Okay, well, so, you know, what's the likelihood of that happening? Because you're betting with the market. Well, I mean, it, the, 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 the great thing is if you already have a portfolio in mutual funds, turn them into ETFs, you still get the diversification if you don't want individual stocks, and you already own the asset. When, so when you sell the call option, you're just milking that asset for income. There is no, uh, there's not a lot of risk because you are covered by the stock you own. You know the only risk when you're doing that is if you're giving up upside potential gain in exchange for income today. So you may make a 10% gain when you could have made a 20% gain, but you're giving up that upside for guaranteed income today, and I will take that deal any day of the week. Yeah, I'm with you. You know, I because you lock that return in instead of hoping or waiting for the stock to go up for you to sell it at some point in the future, you make money right now. That's correct. It turns a speculator. It turns a speculator into an income generator. Right. Well, it's been an amazing conversation that we've had today. And if folks are interested in getting their book or learning more, you also have uh, courses that you can teach people on how to do this too. Correct. That's correct. So really, there's three ways people can work with me. Um, the, the 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 entry point really is uh, they can buy my book at theoptionslady.com. And although the book is geared for women, the strategies in there many men uh, find helpful as well. So don't be uh, scared by the, uh, the the name of the book. But uh, now the second way is I do uh, manage portfolios. I'm a money manager, and we do at our firm employ the covered call techniques. But if you already have a financial advisor that you like and you want to just try to learn some of these strategies on your own in a smaller account, um, I have a coaching program that teaches you how to do that, and I have clients um, remote. So we use uh, video conferencing and screen sharing, and um, you, I have a three-month uh, coaching course to learn how to do some of these strategies. Well, it's been so great having you on the show, and I'm so excited that, that people can look at options from a different perspective. So thank you so much for that. And for those of you driving around without a pencil, never fear. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is here where you can get the Options Ladies linky links and so much more to all of Lori's resources. Stay tuned. We've got more in store for you on Unlock Your Wealth Radio. We'll be right back after this. Commander Marty Logan here from the Top Gun Seminars. What I've learned over the years is that the most successful people in life have coaches to guide them along their chosen path. 
Wayne Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Tony Stewart, Tom Hopkins, Kathy Colby all had coaches. Whether it was their father, someone else's father, or another person who helped them to shape their desires into an achievable path to success with a system of accountability where quitting was the only way to fail. Each of these people had someone who didn't see them as they first were, but as the person inside they knew what they could easily become. Financial coaching can be the single addition you need to become financially independent. Call the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation now for your free consultation. 1-866-966-9420. That toll-free number again is 1-866-966-9420. Or visit us on the web at www.unlockyourwealth.com. Heather Wagonhalls here from CrackingYourMoneyCode.com. Tune in to my Unlock Your Wealth update for your daily cup of money motivation. Weekdays at 12.25 during the Midday News Report on Corey's Hometown Radio, 1370 AM, WWCB. Greenback is your neighborhood lender for auto title loans. We offer fast and easy cash title loans for cars, trucks, and motorcycles. Keep your car with title loans from $100 to $50,000. There are no year or mileage limits at Greenback, and we offer the cheapest rates in Arizona, guaranteed. For more information, visit GreenbackTitleLoans.com or call 480-926-6666. Work all day, stress all night, take your mind off your money and focus on your life. Welcome back to the show, everyone. You are listening to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, and I am she, your purveyor of prosperity, Heather Wagonhall. And we are at my, well, the whole show is my favorite time. I was going to say my favorite time, but yeah, you the like, whole show. Yeah, you like every key. I like every key. Well, because they all kind of, they dovetail on one another, and, you know, it was my path to prosperity, for goodness sake. Yeah. So, of course, I like them. <laughs> But I like our interviews, too. And I like everything. I like our moolah word. We have all kind of cool stuff. Well, thank you for joining us. If you are new to Unlock Your Wealth Radio, we hope you are receiving value and will stick around for more. The Keys to Riches is a baker's dozen of financial concepts that not only teach you how to think like the rich and be in control of your own money, but it also gives you specific techniques to create or fix your credit, eliminate debt, save and invest, building wealth while transforming your current financial habits into healthy money management skills. And we do that one week at a time, one key at a time in our Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series. Now, we are getting very close to the end. We are in our 11th key. We are two away from finishing out this season. And what we need to be paying attention to is... Where we have come, if you think about it, for those of you who have been with us since the beginning of the season, good on you. You owe yourself a big pat on the back. We have a round of applause just for you. Woohoo! Our in-studio round of applause. There we go. Okay. No, We were trying to get our prosperity poochies to bark, but apparently they're not going to help. So <laughs> you will just have to take it from us that what you have done is an incredible accomplishment. And if you think about it, Let's just take a moment and cruise through those keys for those of you who are joining us for the first time so you can see the work that the others have done. So we first started with acceptance and affirmation. So we had to identify and come to terms with the fact that we may not know everything we need to know about money or we've made mistakes in the past or we're just starting out and we haven't had a chance to make a mistake. And then we learn about all of those foibles that come up with ourselves because our managing money is 
a conscious activity, but spending money is a behavioral activity, which is subconscious. And we start learning about all these things that can sabotage our ability to manage our money effectively. And so we use affirmations to help get us on track. Then we went to take action, make assessments. So we took our first step toward financial freedom and we started assessing the mess, we went with an organic assessment because we don't want to set off anything that might alter our ability to analyze what's going on because we are not looking for how much we're spending or what we're spending on. What we're looking for is the when so we can get the answer to why and then come up with the how to make our budgetary changes. It's because let's face it, we already know to spend less and save more, right? Mm-hmm. You know, I think that that, like, everybody knows that. The secret to money management is spend less, save more. Duh. And, uh, but if that, if it were that simple, everybody would be doing it. I'd be out of a job. Nobody had come to pay to, to, to be at my workshops. Right. If, if it was that easy. And because we're biologically set up to fail at long-term money management, we know this. So we're taking our first step and we're starting our assessment organically by not doing anything but saving receipts. Then we went to Dreams with Deadlines and created our ultimate life that we want to be living both now and in the future. Then we did our uh, knowledge is power, not knowing is powerful key. And we learned the three questions and five areas of concerns we need to be focusing on. And we found out what we did by taking a knowledge assessment and and we found out what we knew, but more importantly, we identified what we didn't know in those five areas of concern so we could take action and either learn or delegate those successfully. Then we learned about emotions and how they trigger our biology that's set up to fail at long-term money management and take emotion out of the picture. And we learned how to mitigate our emotions and be passionate about making money, but reserved when it comes to spending money. Then, hope for the best plan for the worst, we learned how we need to create a plan B so we can get it off our plate and focus on a healthy plan A. Then, we finally had spent enough time collecting receipts in our organic assessment, we got to break our budget in Key 7. And we learned what we're doing and when we're doing it and how we're sabotaging ourselves so we can correct it and redirect ourselves. We then went to no seasonal exceptions and we learned how even the best laid plans can be disrupted by seasonal exceptions and justification for bad behavior, like spending more than we make. So we learned how to manage that with our card up philosophy. Then we moved forward into creating credit. And then we evaluated our ability uh, to create real estate investment and leverage ourselves successfully through Remember Real Estate. And now we're here at a very critical key, which is forgetting the perfection principle. Because you know what? We can be our own worst enemies. Are you surprised to hear that? Mm. It happens. It happens, and we are our own biggest critic. And part of why we are so hard on ourselves has to do with previous programming. And our previous programming dictates how we are going to manage failure and how we interpret it and what we do about it. And so that's where this key comes into play because it's not about whether or not you got where you wanted to go. 
All right. I mean, oh, of course we all want to achieve our goals and we want to do it in the most expeditious manner possible. And we want to get there as fast as we can with the least amount of pain. I mean, that's our biology. You know, we're driven that way. So instead of focusing on the result, we want to focus on the progress of the process. And that is more important for us because when we can focus on the progress of the process instead of focusing on the end result, we can give ourselves that congratulatory pat on the back and if we did make a mistake that we are responsible for we can deal with it more effectively so it's it's critical that we focus on what it is and that, that we've done right and we're going to learn next week practicing the the three r's review revise and recommit And this is what separates our financial literacy program from so many others because we don't expect like a diet for for you to lose weight. The same diet isn't going to create or maintain a healthy lifestyle. It just means it's going to get rid of fat on your fanny and at some point it's going to stop working for you. All budgets do that. Uh, and it's just the nature of the beast. That's why we create a savings and spending plan here and we break our budgets. So when we talk about the perfection principle, sometimes we get idyllic. We hold ourselves out to such high an expectation that we can't achieve it. And all of these things, the, the way we deal with failure has to do with the programming we received as children when failure came about. Now, a lot of people have problems because of the previous programming, and that had nothing to do with us. So think back to when you were a child. Let's say you were in the spelling bee and you failed, okay, and you came home and you were crying and you're like, Mom, you know, and she's like, oh, how'd the spelling bee go? And you're crying, <laughs> I missed that one scissors. And that's like, that's a true statement because I did. That, I know, you know, I was all excited and cocky when I got it. I'm like, oh, it's an easy word. And I was S-C-I-C-C-O-R-S. And they're like, are you sure? They even like gave me an are you sure? And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, eh, thanks for playing. And I'm like, what? And it was S-C-I-S-S-O-R-S. And I was like, <laughs> and my mother was in the audience and she was like, how did you do that? And I'm like, I know, I know, I was too cocky. I got excited. It was an easy word. And I was getting all these huge words too. So Unnecessary is my favorite. Unnecessary. Screw up everything. Oh, yeah, because you've got... Uh, two C's and two S's, right? Yeah. There you go. See? And that, that could, yeah, there's a pitfall there. Yeah. You got a little loophole. Uh, so you goof up on your spelling bee or your math test or just pick anything. You didn't make the team. And you come home and you're crying. And mom goes, oh, it's okay. And she makes you a fresh batch of cookies. Oh, yeah. So... When we look at this from a brain-based financial literacy perspective, what we've just done is we've taken a catastrophic event, a negative event, and we've reinforced it that failing is okay, one, which it is okay because, you know, uh, that's how we learn is through failure. 
you know, not through success, just ask Edison. <laughs> yeah. You know, I, I have a fabulous light bulb lighting this room I'm in because of Edison. So if we think about it, uh, we've rewarded the failure. We're like, it's okay to fail. And now we've shown you what to do when you fail instead of getting back in the saddle, instead of going to a dictionary and looking up the words or trying to figure out something else or a trick or a way to remember how to spell scissors, like the next time you get the word in the spelling bee, you get a big plate of cookies. So it says, okay, food makes you feel better when you're sad. So what we're saying is it's okay to reward yourself when you fail as opposed to holding off till you get it right the next time and reward the win, we're rewarding the failure. So this is what, so this creates a pattern and you can extrapolate it from food to finance real quick. So um, I had a coaching client that, uh, that would take and, um, be halfway to the mall or halfway through the mall with bags and bags of shopping after fighting with a husband. And she would, she would do it and she wouldn't even know that she's done it because she was so engaged in the emotion and hatred and how that got started. And she'd have, and, and they were, they would always be arguing about credit card debt and she'd be like, well, I'll go show him. And she'd go to the mall and drop a thousand bucks on credit cards. Hmm. And, how that started was a simple pattern that she observed when she was a child. She'd watch her mother and father fight, and then mom would pack up her and her sister, go into the car and go to the mall and buy a bunch of stuff. Now, the difference between mom and her is mom was a millionaire. Mom and dad had moolah. She, no moolah. <laughs> no tango nada. Uh, I have nothing. And so, but so she, but that was the pattern in place. When you fight with your husband, you go to the mall. Okay. And so little things like that, that we don't really think about consciously, but it's a pattern that gets a established the first time. And then each subsequent time it occurs, it reinforces the pattern. And it does that biologically by reinforcing or strengthening that neural pathway in the brain. So it gets to be a point where it's on autopilot. So I know that if I go and this happens, I fight with my mom, I fail a spelling bee, um, then the neural pathway is already set up. I'm going to go self-soothe. I'm going to go make it all better by doing this. But it can make it worse because that one plate of chocolate chip cookies can turn into three chocolate cakes and five diet sodas and, you know, who knows what later. And then you wind up becoming wider than you are tall or, in the case of finance, broker than you are rich. Yeah. So it's really critical that we take a step back and look at what do we do in, face, in the face of failure? Like, how are we handling that? Because, And this is something that comes up when we do our organic assessment in our Break the Budget because we're seeing when things occur. And it's a behavioral win that we're looking for, not a money win, because it doesn't matter how much, because economies of scale, it's going to happen within whatever your financial comfort zone is. And so if you go to the mall because you're upset that you had a fight with your wife and you go to the mall to blow money, you're going to blow money in your own comfort zone. I'm going to go blow money in my own comfort zone. Mm -hmm. 
It's all relative to what you make and what you're familiar with and what you're comfortable with. Okay. But it doesn't matter. It's still going to be detrimental. And then on top of that, we could beat ourselves up about it. So what we want to do is look at these times where we've had these hiccups, where we started holding ourselves accountable to some unrealistic expectation. And what we want to do is we want to get the message in the meaning, but we want to forgive ourselves and let go of the mistake. And and that is sometimes hard for people to do. That's why they become martyrs. They keep beating themselves up over the same mistake that they made a long time ago. And if you're looking back over your shoulder and you're still walking forward because life always moves forward whether or not you're with it. But if you're walking forward and you're looking back over your shoulder, two things are going to happen. One, you can't see where you're going because you're focused on the past, so you're going to miss new opportunities. And two, you're going to bump into something or fall into something that could be worse than where you are now or the mistake that you're busy dreading. So we need to learn how to manage our mistakes in a better fashion because we want to make sure that we retain the message and the meaning of that interaction and separate the emotion from it because that's going to embed, that's going to change our biology and our brain and it's going to make us focus on something we don't want and what's going to happen, what we focus on expands. So if you focus on building wealth, it will expand. If you focus on your big pile of debt, guess what? It's probably going to get bigger. So what we want to do in this is forget the perfection principle. And we don't want to throw caution to the wind when we make a mistake and say, oh, well, I fell off the wagon. I'm not going to get back up because all hope is not lost. Take the meaning of the mistake and move on. And that's it for this week's key. We are almost done with the season, and uh, I'm so excited. I'm going to be doing some quick, short broadcasts from the Atlas Society Summer Summit, and I'm so excited. So start tuning in for those and be ready for our Atlas updates for the Summer Summit and the sneak preview for Atlas Shrugged Part 3. I'm so excited, everybody. Uh, so for this week's key statement, key affirmation, and key action item, visit our website at unlockyourwealthradio.com. And for more in-depth interviews with money experts, strategies, and members-only tools to fix your credit, get out of debt, and have more money and happiness, do what other savvy listeners have and visit unlockyourwealthradio.com where you go to get your money mind right so your wealth and happiness will follow. Become an Insiders Club member today and start receiving the benefits of millionaire wisdom right now. Today's show is brought to you by audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at unlockyourwealthradio.com slash freebook and click on the link to over 150,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. For Unlock Your Wealth Radio and Michael Terry, I'm Heather Wagonhalls. Now go out and unlock your wealth today. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com is produced by Heather Wagonhalls and the Unlock Your Wealth Foundation. UnlockYourWealthRadio.com and its affiliates are copyrighted 2013 with all rights reserved. For more information on the Keys to Riches Financial Wellness Series, please visit our website at www.unlockyourwealth.com.